So back in mid-August, there was a big debate within the administration over whether people needed COVID-19 vaccine booster shots. And that debate led up to a big meeting between the nation's top public health officials. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, you had Vivek Murthy, who's a Surgeon General, you had representatives from the White House, CDC, FDA, preparedness response. And their job essentially was to all kind of come to a consensus on a recommendation. Would Americans need booster shots or not? And how exactly do you roll that out? Mm-hmm. The one person who was not involved in that discussion was HHS Secretary Javier Becerra. And the reason that that stood out is that he is the number one health official in the country. He is Joe Biden's health secretary. He runs the 80,000-person Department of Health and Human Services, which is essentially responsible for ending the coronavirus pandemic. Hey there, Postdoc listeners. This is Jeremy Siegel continuing our series on the coronavirus pandemic. Today, I'm talking with Adam Kankren who co-authors the Politico Pulse newsletter about one of the questions central to the federal coronavirus response. Where is HHS Secretary Javier Becerra? Here's our conversation. This has been a pattern where the structure that's kind of emerged is that there's a, a team at the White House, right, that leads the COVID response. And they've been working, in many cases directly, with subordinates at HHS. So the CDC director, the head of the Food and Drug Administration, people within HHS, senior officials who are doing a lot of the daily day-to-day policy work. And Becerra has been involved in some things, right? He has been briefed regularly, but he has not been hands-on deep into that day-to-day work trying to end the pandemic. And that's been consistent across his first six months in office here. I imagine you talked to Becerra in your reporting or tried to talk to him. We did. We did. What did he have to say about this? Well, he had a couple things to say. One, you know, when I originally approached the White House back in December about what Becerra's role was going to be, they said that he was going to, quote, be an empowered leader at the forefront uh, of the COVID response. And I asked him directly, I said, do you feel empowered? And he said, absolutely, completely. And his contention was that, one, HHS as a whole has been at the center of the response has been integral. And to a degree, that's that's true. HHS has been involved, even if he himself has not been uh, completely involved day to day. And then I guess the third thing that he said is that he maintained it wasn't really his job to be making all of the policy decisions. Rather, his job was to be taking those and translating them into concrete on-the-ground initiatives. But according to your reporting, I mean, he is notably absent from a lot of these high-level decisions, high-level meetings. Um, If he's not there, where exactly is he? What is Becerra doing? Well, well, that's that's kind of been the central question. It's it's what underpinned this story. And it's been a question that people outside and and inside, frankly, the administration have had for several months now. I I kind of held off on writing the story for a while because I was kind of convinced that, look, he had to be doing something you know, of consequence in there that would explain why we have not seen him really out front on the COVID response. Mm-hmm. What I found in my reporting was a couple things. Is one, 
it's not that he's not working. There's a lot of things going on in the department. There's a lot of things that need to be managed day to day. But when it comes to the top priorities here for the Biden administration, almost all of that is run and directed out of the White House and not the health department. Mm. So you have COVID, you have drug pricing and some of the negotiations happening with Congress to try to get their you know, major social spending bill. And you have kind of this attempt to chart out what the rest of the health agenda looks like. To date, we have not really seen Becerra take a strong hand in leading those activities. Is this normal to have an HHS chief hands off um, during an international health crisis and with, with this stuff going on? It's, it's, it's unusual. I mean, if you think back to the Trump administration, and again, this is with the caveats that you know, the Trump administration response for many, many reasons was not exactly functional. Mm-hmm. But Alex Azar, who was the HHS secretary, was insistent to a fault that he be involved in every aspect of the response. He wanted to be out front. He wanted people to know that the top U.S. health official was in charge of the top U.S. health issue. And even going back to the Obama administration, when there were major efforts, major health priorities, the HHS secretary, even if they weren't in the lead, had a leading role. Uh, The only analogy really that I can draw here is the earliest days of trying to pass the Affordable Care Act, Mm. when the White House established an office that was focused solely on crafting that policy, and then HHS's job was to step in later and implement the policy. But if you look back to past administrations, especially recent history, this is certainly unusual to have the health secretary taking such a a reduced role uh, in in a top priority. What are the repercussions of this situation? Like, does it hurt the federal coronavirus response in any way? Does it hurt morale for members of the health department? Like, how does this actually play out in real time? Perhaps the main reason that it matters, we've seen over the past few weeks, month or so, there's been this big debate over booster shots, who should get them, when should they get them, what the evidence says. And what we've seen is the White House really clashing with public health agencies underneath HHS. So that's the CDC, the FDA, the National Institutes of Health to a degree. This disagreement between a White House that wants to move fast, that wants to make sure it's on top of the pandemic, and the CDC and FDA scientists who say, well, wait, let's make sure that we have all the evidence to make the best possible decision. And those disputes in the past few weeks have spilled out into public. We've seen two top vaccine FDA regulators resign. We've seen a back and forth in public over who should be getting these boosters and whether the White House's decision to announce a booster plan early on was appropriate. And what has been lacking in all of that internally is the health secretary and HHS taking a strong role and essentially mediating all of those factions, right? Mm. The White House, for various reasons, cannot put direct pressure on CDC and FDA. Otherwise, it would look like they were uh, trying to put politics over the science. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it um, until you were mentioning this, the fact that FDA and CDC are both part of HHS. I mean, it totally makes sense. But yeah, it does make you think about how some of these open scientific feuds and confusion we've seen would play out differently if you did have the person at the top of the 
the department overseeing both the FDA and the CDC taking a stronger role. Yeah, and, and I think you're seeing now some signs that HHS is starting to realize, hey, maybe we haven't been as present as we needed to be. Uh, earlier this week, we reported that HHS had brought on Leslie Dock, who worked back in the Obama administration. He was an advisor to Hillary Clinton's uh, 2016 presidential campaign. And he is this well-known Democratic communications specialist. And his job for the next several weeks is essentially to fix the communication and the policy coordination to come in and make sure that the White House is working better with CDC and FDA with HHS right in the middle there doing that job. Is there someone who has taken a sort of singular leadership role when it comes to the federal COVID response? Yeah, the the clear leader is Jeff Zients. He's the head of the White House coronavirus response team. And that has been on purpose. If you remember back to December when Joe Biden rolled out his first major health appointments, yes, Javier Becerra was there, but Jeff Zients was also there as well. And it was clear that he would lead the response across the government. So not just health issues, but economic and everything in between. At HHS, what we've seen is Vivek Murthy, who's the Surgeon General, has taken really a lead role in communications and messaging and explaining things to the public. And then you've seen CDC Director Rochelle Walensky taking a big role in explaining the science that's behind a lot of the decision-making that the White House is doing. And so between the three of them, they have been among the most visible. Uh, They have been the ones who have appeared probably most often at regular White House COVID briefings on TV. Uh, and the only one I guess I would be remiss to uh, to mention because he is so ubiquitous is Anthony Fauci, mm-hmm. who uh, is the chief medical advisor to Biden. He obviously has been leaned on as a as a as a trusted and kind of major communicator on this, these issues. What do you think is behind this decision? I mean, based on all of your reporting and this being your beat, um, the people you're talking to about this, like, why do you think the White House isn't pushing or encouraging Becerra to take a a stronger role in the federal response? And why are they doing things in this way that you just laid out? Well, part of it is the structure that we just talked about, right? You have an entire White House team. Jeff Zients has his own staff, and he's also working directly with health officials across the agencies. And at some point, you have to make sure that there's not essentially too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Not too many people trying to lead. And so that is the structure that Biden settled on early on. The other factor, though, is that Becerra himself has no real public health medical background. Mm. You know, he was a longtime Democratic congressman. Uh, He was California attorney general, but has not really been in the weeds on a lot of these public health issues. And so uh, officials have told me that that has limited the ability that he can really contribute to these in-depth scientific discussions when they're trying to figure out, okay, what direction to take the COVID response. And that is a major contrast to many of the others who are working on the response. Uh, you know, Vivek Murthy, obviously a doctor, Rochelle Walensky, public health expert, uh, Anthony Fauci, been there forever doing public health for decades. And so in comparison to that expertise, Becerra really doesn't have a specific lane. Hmm. What's the sense you get of how sort of dramatic this all is with the within the administration, because I mean, you and I used to talk all the time, sort of about like 
you know, a, a lot of discontent within the Trump administration, within Trump's health department over, you know, a lot of these arguments that officials would be having and confusion over who's in charge and stuff during the pandemic. Is this similar or is this more like it's, you know, interesting and kind of weird that the head of HHS isn't taking a more prominent role, but is it causing tensions in the same way that we saw some of these leadership tensions play out under Trump? It is, but I would say it's it's different in a few aspects. One, there's none of the, you know, internal knife fighting that we saw during the Trump administration where you had uh, health officials openly trying to undermine one another. There just hasn't been that level of, of fighting in uh, in an administration where, you know, from Zion's on down, there's been this big stress on making sure everybody's a team player, making sure there are no egos essentially getting in the way of of the goal. And largely, that has held true. Where there is concern, and this is among health officials in HHS and even some friends and allies of Becerra, is that in any administration, and particularly this one, as the cabinet secretary, you have to fight for your priorities and you have to fight for your role in leading them. And there are a lot of ways that Biden can take his presidency uh, beyond COVID, right? HHS can be a big part of that, right? There's a lot of priorities they, they want to do a crackdown on tobacco. They have additional expansions to Obamacare, maternal mortality, the opioid crisis, the list goes on and on. But all of those require political capital. And the concern is that if Becerra is not fighting for his place on COVID, on drug pricing now, will he be able to wield the kind of influence that's necessary to convince Biden and the White House to invest even more heavily in the rest of the HHS agenda? All right, that's the show for this week. I'm Jeremy Siegel, and big thanks to Adam Kankren from Politico's health team for joining me. Adam co-authors our daily health newsletter called Politico Pulse. You can find that at politico.com slash newsletters, or you can find a link in this episode's show notes. Also, Politico's audio team wants to hear from you. We're conducting a survey where you can tell us what you like, what you don't like about our shows. You can find it at politico.com com slash pod survey again that's politico.com slash pod survey there is also a link to that survey in this episode's show notes pulse checks senior editor is ragu manavalan our senior producer is jenny ament and our executive producer is irene noguchi thanks so much for listening and we'll see you soon